From high above First Street South in Working, Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Ellen Burns-Donson, and I make nice games. I'm Steve McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Martha Croy, I too make nice games. This week, we're back to the drawing board for another Nice Thinking, where one of your nice hosts, or a nice guest, brings an idea into the clubhouse to workshop on air. And so, if everyone's ready, let's start. It's the second time we're trying this. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna, this time we're this episode. That's all I have to say. About it. <laughs> cool, this cool, episode cool. we're gonna think about stuff. We're gonna well, think about stuff. Yeah, yes, as opposed to the last episode where we thought about stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> so for listeners who didn't hear the first time, we tried this. Nice thinking is a little bit like a nice games jam, but instead of making a game, we bat around an idea, um, something that's that we we bring to the table rather than you know invent in the moment. Yes. Um, right. What did we talk about in the last nice thinking? Uh, we talked about um, what was the name of the googly-eyed garbage can? Oh, it had a fun giblets. Oh yeah, yeah, it giblets. Was, uh, I think it was giblets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the uh, the idea for like finding people ways for game-like ways for people to clean up more. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you any update on on that thinking since then? Um, it's an episode, and you can listen to it. <laughs> so no. <laughs> no. And I mean, that kind of is the point in yeah. a lot of ways is we want to have something that, that we can bring in just to kind of move it down the field, not necessarily to bring it to market. Yeah. Um, but this time it's something that is actually going to happen um, very soon. And I, I need this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Logistically, Logi- not just emotionally. <laughs> right, right. Bo- both, in fact. Um, this is um, so uh, longtime listeners know that we used to record the show uh, at Glitch. Um, the, the they had a space there that we were able to use, and that was a great home for the show. It's what got us started. Yeah. Um. Uh. That went away. Um. Uh, prior to the pandemic, uh, but during the pandemic as well, um, we had you know we had to adapt, and so mm-hmm. um, we recorded the show remotely. I, we did uh, record in my kitchen for a couple of weeks, uh, maybe yeah. a month or two, I think, before bit, yeah. the pandemic struck. Um, and we always figured well, we're going to have to figure this out. But then when the pandemic struck, we had another problem. Right. And so we recorded everything remotely. And uh, listeners know we've been now back in person in my home office. Um, so just, you know, not very far from the kitchen uh, <laughs> for the past. Wow. It's been a month, maybe two months. How long has it been? A while it's now. Been a while, yeah. 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 Um, and that's been going nice. But this was always meant to be temporary. And so uh, what we're going to do is I am opening up an office for my company, Noble Robot. Um, now, my company is just me um, and contractors from a time, or in the case of Widget Satchel, Stephen and Ellen and others uh, worked on the on the game and have ownership of the project. Yeah. Um, but it's produced and distributed under my company, Noble Robot. Um, so it's just an organizing uh, document, essentially. It's not much more than that. Uh, it's a bank account too, I guess. <laughs> um, but um, uh, I'm going to be opening up an office space as sort of a co-working office space. So I'm going to be working from there, and uh, Stephen and Ellen are also going to be working from there on their own day jobs. Um, and uh, we're going to get a couple other people and fill out the space with creative uh, folks from the game making community, from the artist community, from software developers, just the kind of folks that make sense for the little community we want to build uh, in this space. So this has been something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And um, it's now finally happening. The lease has been signed. Um, by the time you listen to this episode, we will have moved in. Mm. But I wanted to talk a lot about what to do with the space, how to run it, what kind of things to do for it. What are the ambitions do we have for it? Because 
it's kind of difficult to run a space like that when also I need to work on my own things. I right. also need to work on my side projects. Yep. We need to produce the show. We're going to be recording the show from there in a, in a new clubhouse studio, which is great. Mm. Um, but um, I, I kind of want a little more for the space. But also, I need to understand what my capacity is. Yeah. Ah. Um, because even though it's a place for, uh, in a lot of ways, the two of you are like really a big part of it for me. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm the one who has the responsibility for it. And so I can't, there's a lot of things about running it or managing it that I can't put on either of you or any of the other people who are being going to be renting desks from me. Sure. So I need to make sure that there's some expectations managed and you know anytime you go into business with your friends and that's not exactly what this is but it's close right Mm. so there needs to be a lot of things thought of in advance i don't anything unsaid can bubble over and that can be dangerous to 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 working relationships and just proper relationships so that's a fear i have but also i want to you know there's it's not just that it's also man we could do so much with this space yeah it's a whole space and i want to think a lot about that Mm. okay so maybe to start out with, because I've been doing all kind of nothing but thinking about this for the past month. Yeah. Um, I want to hear the two of you talk about what you think it's going to be like and what you would maybe some ideas of what you would like it to be for the show, for you in the work that you do and as a community, perhaps. Um, I just want to say I really like it when I get to feel important and it, that feeling doesn't come with any responsibility on my part. <laughs> so thank you for that. Happy, happy to help. <laughs> um, <laughs> to answer Mark's question, uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess the way I've been imagining it is uh, I have been, well, I don't know. I, it's been kind of an adjustment, like, you know, getting this new job and like it, it being proper remote. Yeah. Um, this is really solving a problem for you. It it is solving a problem for me, but I also have started to grow like accustomed to working remotely. Yeah. Um. But like, I I still need to interact with people regularly, so like, I think that will help a lot. I guess what I want, what I want from the office, and what I, I you know, what I'm looking most forward to is just being inter- able to interact with people in person regularly mm-hmm. during the week, um, without it being just like a scheduled thing where we do a thing, you know? Right. Um. That'll be good. Uh. So. I guess that's what I want from it now. That's what I'm imagining from it now. So maybe, maybe like, I don't know, y'all can get people to watch Star Trek and I can just be there. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 um, I don't know, or we could just have like a game night or something. We just play yeah. board games or video game together. Like that'd be neat. Yeah. One of the things about being together in a space and it's, what's interesting about this is like, you can co-work with folks in order to work together on something. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the aim. I think the, you know, they're the folks we bring in might be two, three person teams every now and again, I suppose. Yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of thinking a lot about the three of us, how we are all working on separate things with remote teams. Um, and, and how we can just create an energy together. Um, so that's the kind of person I'm imagining. And so what you're describing is, yeah, maybe if two people are on the couch, on taking a break from their own work, watching a movie or something mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Yeah. And I'm in the corner working. I really like that. Yeah. I like that mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. I like, even if I have my headphones in, like there's just something about that, that, yeah. that can, that can make you feel one, like you're really at a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But also then it gives you the opportunity to 
you don't have yeah you don't have to schedule those sort of like little social rejuvenations that that come from a workplace culture um there's a lot of conversation about like people going back to the office and how that benefits employers because they can monitor employees and keep track of people. Yeah. But I do. I think not enough of that conversation is about what you actually do lose, uh, because you do mm-hmm. gain so much when you work from home. Yeah. Uh, yes. You know, uh, in a lot of ways, a lot of uh, um, a lot of mental health advantages mm-hmm. from controlling your own schedule, from being able to manage your direct interactions with your coworkers, um, rather than have to have it sort of come up randomly when you're not expecting it. Um, but I think. There is also a lot of things that you lose from not being able to um, just live amongst others, right? Um, and so because we all are working remotely, independently, you know, we're mostly looking at the downsides because yeah. um, it, it's not necessarily... Well, Ellen, for you, it's more of a change because you were, you transitioned over into this contractor role. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I want to hear because y- you found a balance working at home, but it's still kind of new. And you were talking a little bit about splitting your time up. Like, what? What? How are you imagining? Um. Yeah. So I, uh, the way the things that I'm doing for work can often change a lot from week to week, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, one week I might do a lot of meetings because I'm consulting and doing, um, you know, kind of design mini mini design workshops and asking, um, like subject matter experts. Okay, what if we made a scenario about this, and what would the details need for to be for that? And, yeah. Uh, and so I might have a lot of calls one week, but then usually I take the, I take the you know the information I gather from those meetings and those calls, and they might be meetings with clients, they might be meetings with teammates, and then I'll take it all back to the workshop where I actually have to do the design and the writing for the instructional experiences that we're creating. And the writing needs to be like blinders on. I need mm-hmm. to have space. I need to be able to get up and walk around and not be distracted. That is difficult to do at home <laughs> <laughs> um, because there are dogs mm-hmm. and a backyard and my whole fridge and chores that I'm responsible for, you know, like, yeah. So it's that flexibility can be distracting. Yeah. 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 It's nice for like for a week where I have a lot of meetings. I'm not usually trying to work in writing time between meetings because it's just a completely different headspace and it's just not worth my time um, or energy to try to switch back and forth between those two. Yeah. So I try to batch meetings and I try to batch writing and design and those three things I try to do in chunks in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but switching between the you know, task switching, costs efficiency and i really feel that that cost whenever i have to to pay it um so i'm thinking you know i'll probably try to come into the office when i have like a good chunk of like non-meeting work to do yeah you know um because we can do meetings at the office you know we're gonna have that separate room and Mm -hmm. right um i'm sure it'll be okay i mean it'll be okay if uh like i take a call at my desk or whatever as long as we're not screaming um (laughs) Yep. But that doesn't happen often. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, um I think well all of us have meetings with our remote, our teams, they'll be remotely. Mm. And so I'm it, it'll be kind of a feeling it out kind of thing cuz we'll have the clubhouse which will serve as a conference room for folks, right? right. We're going to set it up also so you can you can plug into the screen and webcam there if you don't want to just use your laptop. Um because we'll be, we'll be needing it for interviewing folks mm-hmm. um, right. because we want to continue doing our remote interviews, yep. but well we are in person, so we want a, a space that accommodates for that. And so it would also be kind of a remote conference room um, for client meetings or for staff meetings or whatever. Um, But also the building itself has a separate conference room. So we're pretty much always good if you need a private space. But at the same time, part of me is like, well, we can have a culture of meetings at your desk. Like, that's fine. We'll have headphones or we'll hear, you know, but I don't know. That'll be something we'll feel out a little bit. We'll have to have to. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I'm glad actually, actually mentioned that because I don't really think, I mean, I thought a little bit about it, but I haven't really been in the space yet. And mm-hmm. I know that I will set something up and then I'm going to want to change it in a couple of weeks after yeah. I get a better feel for it. So yeah. I'm deliberately like not thinking about it too much as far as yeah. how I'm going to use my, like the space for my individual needs because I am going to start somewhere and start using it. And then I will have more specific ideas about what will actually work for me. That's interesting. I, I've done so many floor plan sketches and organ like where's the fridge going to go and like <laughs> stuff like that. I've been doing a lot of that. And in fact, where's the wall going to go? Because yeah. the, the clubhouse recording space is being built specifically for us yeah. Yeah. Um, by the, by the the landlord, which is which is part of the the enticement to to move in is that they have a budget to improve the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've got to direct some of that. Um, so I've done a lot of things about that, but I also have not thought about my desk. Um, mm. which is for kind of the same reason. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't want to s- get too attached to an idea of something like I'm going to be in this corner or I'm going to have, I'm going to be, you know, this is how much space or whatever I'm going to do, or this is where I'm going to put my bike. Like I haven't really thought about that it, completely. Cause I don't, I want to just let it evolve yeah. in a sense. Sure. And it's been nerve wracking. Cause like, um, it's so close now. Yeah. <laughs> and so I can, I have to stop myself from starting to think about like, no, in, in, 12 days you can figure all this stuff out you'll have way more information to figure some exactly. Of this stuff out exactly yeah yeah i have thought the same thing like i have a really really nice setup at home that really works for me um there are maybe some things i i still want to optimize like i have a kind of a it's a standing desk i can just stand and then when i want to sit i sit on a stool mm-hmm. the stool that i got it looks pretty cool but it's really not comfortable so i've been kind of looking through the herman miller site they have ergonomic Ooh. based wow. on their ergonomic chair models like, how does that work i it's a chair but it's taller oh okay. is that kind of <laughs> you, you hook your leg under it or, or it's got like steady or? yeah so um it's got well we can link to it in the show notes um mm-hmm. some of the ones that i've been looking at. i haven't i don't know if they have an embody i'm pointing at the chairs in mark's office because yeah. he's got embody chairs and dale has one too and they're really nice and they're very comfy um they don't i don't think they have an embody stool version Maybe they do, but they have um, a few of their other like um, signature chairs. Mm. They do have stool versions, and so it's oh, the same thing. Yeah, same like chair. Yeah, and armrests and things, but they have like a longer, longer oh. whatever you call the the bottom part of it. Yeah, yeah. That you aren't <laughs> sitting on, you know, uh, the, the stem. post, the yeah, stem. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I guess. guess. And then they also have um, like little a little bar for your feet that you can adjust. Yeah, and oh. I really, really like having that because i feel like the world isn't quite built in my size so mm-hmm. like right now my feet are on the floor but not it doesn't like not in a way that my knees are at a comfortable angle mm-hmm. yeah um it's and so i like i'm kicking my legs a lot and <laughs> my feet are on my toes and yeah. it's so i have found over the years that i'm more comfortable when i'm using a stool and a taller desk that I can just choose to stand or then like pull my stool up and choose to sit. Yeah. Almost yeah. like a lap setup or something. Yeah. Or drafting table or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that setup at home, but when I'm, when I'm writing, I really like to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I've been thinking about maybe making that the plan for the office space is having like a nice chair chair that I can sit on. That I can sit, sit on. Yeah. Sit, I, sit on my I, I was thinking chair. about getting a standing desk thing. Yeah. Well, like, I was going to ask about that because yeah. one of the things that we've had to do, D- Dale's been helping me a lot planning this and she's going to help me run it, but uh, I, I don't want to burden her too much mm. with, with a lot of this stuff. Um, but of course, she's been invaluable because she always is. Um, we've thought a lot about like how 
what what are we going to buy for everyone and what are we going to have people bring in? Mm-hmm. Because there's a certain like I, you know, um, if I get office chairs for everyone, they're going to all be kind of crappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so my thinking is everyone will bring in their own office chair. Now, that's a burden on people, but then they can decide how much they want to invest in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when it comes to something like a standing desk, um, we're we're built, building the desks. So none of them are standing desks right now. But is that something people are going to want as an option? Can we provide that either as, um, you know, they have those standing desk adapters, which are just things you put on your desk mm-hmm. to make it taller? Mm-hmm. Or do we have like, we go because we got a lot of ikea stuff do we go and get the adjustable legs from ikea which are out of stock like everything they have is out of stock oh it, it, on standby if someone wants to That's modify right. theirs for that yeah. purpose and i i there's some things about like because i don't it's a co-working space but i don't want to run it like a business i want to have as much as automated as possible mm-hmm. so i need to know what are the things i need to that are going to be that i can be inflexible on so i don't have to worry about it at, at all and what are the things i need to um adapt or ha- provide options for people so that it doesn't doesn't turn them away from the space if that makes sense i see um like steven if you wanted to sort of set up a standing desk like what would that look like for you oh i was just thinking about getting a a, a thing to put on on a desk and then have okay it transition up and down there are some cheap ikea hacks for doing that yeah oh well i mean i don't want to have to turn the table or the chair or the table over and you know put in new uh, legs every time i want to yeah yeah they have the like crank ones that go up and down i can even sells one oh yeah yeah yeah, that's what i'm like because um there was a period of time when in in the old in my old office um where we were like working in a lunchroom area thing and i Mm -hmm. was like on a stool and a table and it was really easy for me to just like if i wanted to stand i just get off the stool and then because the the (laughs) table was so high up oh yeah um and i i basically i kind of want that option but like i I imagine i'm not going to have that option at a regular desk so like if i have a one that i could just go up then I could just go up and stand. And then you'd have a, kind of like what I was saying for my setup, you're standing and then if you want to sit down, you just pull up a stool. and you I can, can, yeah, I can do that. Or like if I, if I could just get a regular chair too, then I could just move the, the whole, the, the desk up and then type. Cause like, I'm just planning on having my laptop. Yeah. It, Cause it sounds like you're looking for something that you can mode shift. Yeah. Right. So there's a couple of different ways to do that. You can have a adju- yeah. adjustable legs that has a dial or a motor. Yeah. Um, those true. are getting more affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could have something that goes on the desk that is sort of is like a scissor lift yeah. goes up and down. But but some of them are a little more convenient yeah, than others. But ultimately what I'm saying is I was planning on doing that for myself in the future. I wasn't expecting you to like help me do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, but that's the thing. If you want to do that, then like where does that desk go? If you were, if you bring in your own desk. Oh you know, so like there's there's logistical stuff. Yeah, okay. We have some storage space and we have some options, but also desks will go together in pods and mm-hmm. Like, how much do I need to care about things fitting together or, you know what I mean? Like, what if the desk you bring in is four inches longer and it doesn't quite fit with the other ones? Like, there's really, that's an easy problem to just solve. But is it going to look nice? Like, do I care? Like, Mm. I kind of have to decide some of those things. Maybe that's sort of a, as we go, we'll figure it out. But I also don't want to, I, I want to set some sort of rules and expectations so that we don't have to have a lot of these conversations. And it doesn't have to be a case where if I change my mind later, I don't want to. I don't want anyone to feel they were treated unfairly. Sure, you know. Well, um, I mean, I, this depends on how much you want to think of it in this way, because ultimately you're responsible for the office, right? Yeah. But like, maybe we can have like, um, house meetings or whatever, like, yeah. a, like a ruling committee. Yeah, I really like that. Okay. Yeah, we could like we could start running this sort of like a co-op. 
but we, we can't exactly we can't run it like a co-op exactly because you we can do, own it right well you but, know I, but that can still work it can be okay. a case of like hey like anyone have thoughts or opinions or discussions yeah. and just as long as everyone knows like i decide crap it's yeah, mine you know yeah. whatever like i i think that can work okay because uh, i mean and that requires me to make sure that it's very that that i'm that i'm making it clear that i'm listening to everybody mm -hmm. yeah and that yeah i guess it's difficult because then ultimately if i'm just going to decide something that nobody else wants you know if there's something that comes up like that people have to be okay with that as a possibility yeah and i have to be okay with like triggering that yeah thing well as long as that's the expectations from the beginning like it's the way that you're talking about it is the office space is like a scrum project and you are the product owner yeah the yeah. box stops with you mm -hmm. everyone has input you're asking for everyone's input but like you own the thing right yeah and one of the things about that that I think will hopefully help, and I do sometimes feel like I'm just being too nervous about all of this stuff, um, but um, in, I also want to make it very clear, like, this is the rent I'm paying. This is how much is being covered by everybody's things. This yeah. is how much I'm still in the hole. Like, <laughs> just to kind of give people a context for when, when people say, like, hey, can we do this sort of thing? Yeah. And I could be like, well, let's think about it. But then when I say, no, we can't, it's because, like, you know, I don't have the time or money for it. Yeah. You know, and and. As long as the more open I can be about all that stuff, um, because uh, that's another thing that I hadn't said yet is, and I think the two of you know this already, is that this will not be a profitable enterprise. Mm -hmm. It's almost impossible that it could be. Mm. Um, we can fill all the desks and have a couple of part-time folks and rent out the studio space to podcasts and basically break even. And I'm okay with that because if we get an, a couple of people in there, then the leftover cost is basically the cost of my desk. Right. I just have a really expensive desk. It's two or three times as much as everyone else. But I'm okay with that because that seems worth it to me um, I, uh, from what I want from it. But as long as I'm really open about all of that, I'd like to think that will make it easier to, to the relationship with everybody. I just don't know. Well, I, I mean there being re at least helps me if there are reasons for why this thing is happening yeah right? if, if someone is just like this is happening and they don't give a reason then i'm like why <laughs> yeah. why do i have to deal with this thing i don't want you know? yeah yeah it's it, transparency it, yeah and that's that's always been any any other like a job or a place or any kind of institution that i've been part of in the past that has had trouble mm. it's always been about that communication yeah, yeah. lack of communication yeah and so i'm i'm like almost I hope I don't I can't I don't expect I'm overcorrecting, but I'm really thinking about a lot in a way that I'm like, sometimes I just be like people don't care that much. It's fine. But I, I'm always thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I'm very nervous about that. Well, you can like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. You could put like a either a Trello board together or, you know, like a sprint review um, retro mm -hmm. retro um, page when maybe have like a whiteboard that actually is like a sprint with like a Kanban board. Yeah, that's about just like the space stuff yeah so if you know you have a backlog and if someone has an issue like that goes in the backlog mm -hmm. or and maybe that's where you take your chores that are you know volunteers take care of there's a lot you can do yeah but i think i think your instincts are right that transparency is the, is the big piece yes and also accessibility in terms of like you're going to be around and people who if they have questions or concerns or gripes yeah, um, yeah. they can come to you either you're going to be around as opposed yeah. to like office spaces i've been a part of they're just not around you can't get yeah. a hold of them yeah 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 I mean, I mean that, that's sort of a built-in advantage that I'm working there. Um, For yeah. us, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but also then I know what's going on, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, we talked about this off, off mic. Like, I, I'm going to have to develop some hours, which is a little new to me. Um, <laughs> you might get, like, regular sleep. It's kind of, it's actually a motivator for me, in, mm. in a sense. Like, I feel like 
I'm trying to make it so that if I can't make that work, that if I'm going to have my crazy hours, that it still can survive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I would, I would like to be able to keep like a 10 to six kind of, uh, you know, working hours Mm -hmm. at, and this, and this space can help me motivate me to do that. One, so that I'm around everybody else at the time that they're there, which is kind of great. Yeah. But also if we have people who rent desks and get keys, that's fine. But if we do a secondary source of income, which is people who have like access to the space, who can work on the couch or in the clubhouse um, during office hours, they don't get a key, but they can come in wherever they want. Then I need to make sure that there's times I could promise that the space will be open, which is basically when I am there. Um, When other people are there, they can come, but those people aren't responsible for being there. If if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like Steven, you are an early riser. You're going to get there before us every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to open the place up. Right. You know, like people can come in if they, if they have, you know, access yeah. when you're there, but they can't count on you. Well, yeah. Right? And if I don't know the person, I'm not gonna let them in. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. I don't, that seems, that seems yeah. bad. I will do the same. <laughs> I will not let people in if I don't know them. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I'll ask about it. Like, if somebody's in here and, like, Mark said I could do this thing, I'd be like, oh, but you might not be up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's fine. We'll we'll have a Facebook, as they used to be called, of, like, all the people who can show up. You know what I mean? Oh, I was Um, like, don't put me back on there. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's not what you meant. Yeah. No. But that, so, you know, having a a, sort of a roster of folks. And, you know, it'll never grow that large. Yeah. Um, But, you know, the idea of, like, having a, a, um, a, a secondary... Uh, access uh, uh, rate, which would be a lot cheaper, um, and 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 the hours I can guarantee would be narrow enough that it isn't going to be worth that much, you yeah. know. And it can't it can't be a lot of expectations there, but uh, you know, and people can come by once a week or once every other week, or whatever, because that cost won't be so much that you have to come every day. But we can find a level for that where we get a lot, maybe twenty people could be part of that group. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's reasonable, uh, depending on people's schedules or whatever. We might have to put a cap on it or something so the place doesn't get crowded. Um, and if not everyone has a desk to sit at, then what are they gonna, you know, what's this what's the space worth to them? Yeah. Um, but there'll be like one or two of the desks which will just be open that any that those folks can use. And then there'll be, you know, couch and the 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 clubhouse when it's not being used for other purposes. Uh, people can have their laptops or whatever. I would like that in in part to build community, yeah. to build space and to have people who don't have um they don't have the funds necessarily like they're putting together their first game as a side project and they have a day job or whatever but they you know they want to come in on, on evenings or weekends or something um i suppose you know whenever hours are i guess to match up that's a whole other issue i guess but have some kind of compatibility and but don't have a lot of money to spend to make it like a full-time thing but i don't know how much to devote to that as a goal for the space mm. um because that's going to take more management more mm-hmm. managing people more managing schedules, also making sure the place is safe and people's stuff is secure, and that yeah. there's a lot of trust well, involved in something like that. Yeah. Um, my initial thinking on that is maybe we think about that at a future date when we've yeah. been in the space long enough. Just kind of like, like wait for a while. Well, because then we'll have an opinion on those kinds of things. I mean, I that's think, a really good point. I think yeah. that like we've been we've been thinking about it for a while, and I, I, I speaking for everybody here, I guess I, I I feel like we're on board with like having. Random, random people coming in. <laughs> yeah. Um, every once in a while, just because, like, you know, there's more people in the space and it makes it feel more lively. Yes. Um, but yeah, like, like all of those things you're bringing, you're th- bringing up, like those are things that we really don't have a good idea on at the moment, and we don't know how much work it will take in just managing the yeah. three of us. <laughs> so <laughs> right, yeah. and the other folks. But like yeah. the other thing too is, um, 
after a few months, a lot of the things that you are going to have to spend like brain power on at the beginning will become like second nature to you. Oh, that's yes. a really good point. So yeah, you won't right. have to spend, you'll have, you'll have freed up more mind power, mental brain power. Whoa. <laughs> I must be getting hungry. <laughs> um, brain power to push the, the, you know, the space in new directions. Um, because you yeah, will have like kind that. of like automated or at least those other things have become more habitual. Yeah. The only, the only pressure against that idea of like giving it some time mm -hmm. is the, the, the fact that the sooner we could establish that, the more financially viable it becomes. Right. Um, yeah. or, uh, more or less of a cost it is for me. Yeah. Um, I think that's, but I think it's probably worth it to hold off at least for a month or two yeah. until yeah. we kind of know what the shape of the, places yeah you like don't want to wait like, for a year but like if you give yeah. it a yeah. month yeah and yeah. Uh, and even still i you know like i said i'm not running it like a like a, a standard co-working space it's not just a if you've got the money you can show up yeah mm -hmm. like but it's also not like a lengthy application process or anything right. but to start out it's going to be people i know and ask if they're interested right yeah, yeah. for the most part maybe yeah. it's a little bit outside that network um but really starting out with a group of, of trusted folks mm -hmm. and i think that will probably probably hold true for a while partly because i don't want to level expectation again yeah. It, yeah. if i don't want it to be a commercial product in that same way i want it to understand that this is the thing i'm doing and it's you know you can uh, and you can join in and you know me and and i know you enough to know and if you have concerns you can come to me um and it doesn't have to be a big process but at the same time it's like yeah we'll take the trash out every week but like I'm, you know, I'm, you're not going to get the services that you get from a proper co-working space. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want the, don't want to set those expectations. Yeah. Um, and so it's tough cause it's double, it's double sided a little bit there because I also don't want it to just be like, eh, it's just a bunch of friends hanging out because I think that, that by that way leads madness yeah. in the end, right? Yeah. It needs to For have sure. these, these friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we're before, you know, before the two of you move in, we will have contracts specifically set out. So that because I have to protect our friendships, yeah. you know, yeah, um, and that's that's more important to me than 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 the ease of just getting it going, yeah. even though we all trust each other, mm. um, which is you know the same conversation people have when they make games, right? Um, and we did that on Widget Satchel. We waited mm -hmm. quite a while before we did the contracts on that. It was yeah. mostly like verbal agreements and over email. That was good enough, yeah, right. I think this is maybe a little different, or rather, it's an opportunity to just get ahead of it this time. Um, just to to less of a risk of any concerns yeah because there's more dimensions to this than, than there is to just you know um, yeah to work on a project necessarily there's a yeah. there's a lot more details really mm -hmm. you know yep yep yeah does that help you feel a little bit more comfortable with the space um in terms of like folks in the space i like the, the, that uh, you know doing it in stages okay i yeah. think that does make a lot of sense cool um yeah that feels pretty good so the next topic i guess would be I mean, I guess those are all the fears. There's more, but that's all we can really, we, we, we don't need to list them all out. Um, and listeners will be talking about this on the show quite a bit as, yeah. we, as we move forward, I, I imagine. Um, but let's talk about the hopes. Um, what's, um, I mean, let's talk about the show first. Okay. Um, we're going to be recording in a space again. And Ellen, this is going to be great for you because it'll be the first time you've had this. Yeah, the only time I've been, I've recorded in a space in the past is when I was a guest yeah. yeah, or like, yeah, like a, um, like a host for like one episode or something. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, we're, you know, we're going to have a, uh, we're going to have sort of the video conference set up. So we'll be able to do more remote guests 
in when we're in person. Oh, cool. Um, cool. There's going to be some setup for that. So listeners uh, probably won't hearing those episodes right away as yeah. we move into the new space. We may still even do a fully remote episode or two with remote guests as we get that the kinks of that worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that will be set up. Um, uh, is there anything? I mean, I kind of just we're just going to go back to doing the show at a desk in a space. I don't know that there's much else to, to think about. I want. But... I have something that oh. I want from it. Uh, my voice carries through each of y'all's microphones. Yeah. Um, too much because I'm too loud and I can't. Tra- I'm not very good at tracking my volume. Yeah. So I would like some way proper that, soundproofing. Yeah. <laughs> so will not be a problem. <laughs> Ellen is holding her hands out in front of the microphone. <laughs> no, it's, it's not, coming from Mark's side. Yeah, it's not gonna work. <laughs> yeah, that this has been. I don't. We've probably talked or referenced it, maybe hinted at it throughout well, the history. We, of the I show. think we talked probably talked about it during like our hundredth episode, or we talked yeah, about we, in depth when we do behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. But like listeners, this is an ongoing thing. Yep. Steven's commanding uh, uh, voice is uh, sometimes difficult to weed out of the other microphones. <laughs> <laughs> That's been one of the fun advantages of pandemic recording yeah. is not having to worry about that. <laughs> That's true. Comes with other problems. It does come yeah. with other problems. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's uh, on balance. It's better to have you here uh, bleeding into our mics than uh, <laughs> yeah. over Discord. But yeah. um, but yes, um, we what when we get into the space we'll do some test recordings mm-hmm. we, you know we may experiment with different microphones like these are the same microphones we've had for five years that's true they work fine yeah. but you know they're they're um uh they're condenser microphones we can get um uh dynamic microphones if they're a little harder you have to stay on them oh. you can't move around as much but they uh, they block out sound a little better Ooh. um we could try something like that yeah um we could you know, we'd have to dedicate some time to it. Yeah. Uh, well, the nice thing is, is our office. So, like, we can do that. That's true. Yeah. That's we'll, I, we'll be there every day. That's what so. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. We, if we have an afternoon, we can give something to try. Yeah. And, I mean, it'll benefit the, well, it probably won't benefit the, the, the other people in the office as much. But, like, it still could yeah. benefit them. Like, they can use the microphones for things, right? Yes. So, one of the things I want to do about this space is, you know, have the microphones. We can uh, take them on and off the conference table really easily. Mm-hmm. Have a kind of a modular system. So, it could be used as a... A, a proper conference room so people can meet in it. Yeah. It can be used as a remote conference room for someone on their laptop or using the, the video conferencing in there mm-hmm. um, or for people to play board games or something or yeah. to play yeah. a video game on the screen. So yeah. I want it to be flexible uh, um, for lots of things because partly because I don't know what we're going to be doing in all right. these spaces, right? Um, and I, I think the, the the less set up for different use cases, the more I can um, um, imagine in advance um, and can justify the cost for a setting up, um, the better off we'll be. Um but yeah, I, I want people to be able to like they want to do some voiceover for a video or they want to do some professional uh, audio recording. Uh, the space should be available for them. And that that would that'd be a perk of working at the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm not sure what exactly form that would take, but it also means that we can invest in some audio equipment um, and uh, for that purpose. I think we're what we've got is pretty good. I did get a new audio interface for us uh, because the one that we've been using here has actually got to stay here at my home office. Yeah. Um, and so, um, but these are the same mics, same mic stands we've been using for five years. Yeah. Same headphones we've been using for five years. Yeah. And they're great. I There's no reason to replace them. Right. But we might want to think about upgrades or, or different types of equipment. Um, and maybe that can be, yeah, let's devote a, an afternoon to some experiments. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how, I don't know how much sound uh, proofing we have to put on the walls or uh, a lot back when we were recording at Glitch. <laughs> An entire 15 foot high wall, 20 yeah. feet long was glass. Yeah. So yeah. Th- that was a big, big challenge in that space. Um, we're not going to have that same challenge. Mm. Um, it, th- 
we're not going to, we might go in, it might sound dead. We have no idea. It yeah. might, it might be perfect. It might be really bad. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. Um, I've come up with a couple of thoughts as to what we might be able to do with some, um, like I, there's, there's going to be, there's a, there's a picture window in the, in the clubhouse to view out into the, the, the main space. And so light can get through, mm-hmm. um, that may be a source of audio reflection. Um, the shape of the room is kind of interesting. So like where we seat Steven might be an interesting <laughs> question. We experimented with that with this too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's going to be a lot of that. And it's like, it's another same thing with like picking stuff for my desk. It's like, we can't know till we're there. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so that'll, that'll be fun adventure. So yeah. what that means is schedule frequent meetings at the beginning. Yes. And then they so. can get less frequent as time goes on. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that'll be nice about this space is this will be this space will be dedicated to us and this show in principle. Right. Yeah. It will have other uses. And as time goes on, it will have more uses and more people will make use of it. But to start, it's going to be where we record the show. And yeah. that's going to be really exciting because setup's going to be quick. Yeah. And it's just going to be it's going to be much more of a plug and play operation than it's yeah. ever been before. Mm-hmm. And um, we've gotten really efficient at getting the show up and running, but this is going to make things a little bit better, which means we can devote some more time to meeting and talking about the program and doing more planning and research yeah. uh, during the day of records rather than, you know, which means even less homework for us, which or, is always exciting. Or potentially additional content. I'm transitioning into the call to action. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> So, yes, we've been, uh, you know, we were talking about what we can do in the office space and stuff. And there's a lot of options, a lot of, a lot of new opportunities, potentially. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, we've been earning um, a little bit of income from the Patreon. Thank you. A little bit is the right number. And it's <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah. That little bit is, um, it's incredible people are giving us money. Yeah. It's, I, I can't believe it. <laughs> It's a little money, but it's so much. Yeah, it, it, it feels really good. Yeah. Um, so we very, we very much appreciate you all, y'all patrons. Um, thank you so much. Um, if you are interested in um, supporting the show monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash nicegamesclub. Donate any amount. It, there's no like limits or anything like that. And you get access to Patreon exclusive content. We just recorded something where Ellen asked questions about the random things in Mark's uh, current office where we're in now recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Lots of stories. Lots of stories. It was fun to tell some of those stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And also, like, if you have ideas on other things, like, you would like to see content-wise, you know, we have more options now. So uh, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, let us know um, if if you are a patron. Patreon.com slash NiceGamesClub. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. 
Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's, that's it. That's it. I did the transition in. I'm not doing it out. <laughs> that's for that topic. Now for the next <laughs> So I have this list of ideas that I've been maintaining. I'm just throwing random ideas, some small, some big, about what to do with the space. Yeah. And that's I want to workshop a couple of those with you guys now. Sure. But what would be kind of fun. Cool. Um, so the first thing I was thinking about is about uh, doing events at the space. Yes. So it's not huge, um, It, but I've done some... You know, organizing on on you know pieces of paper and graph paper, the equivalent mm. digital equivalent of yeah, to organize what how the space could be reconfigured. So obviously we'll have desks there, but and those will be sort of semi permanent. But um, so there's only a limit a limit to how much you can just move things around whenever, right. especially if people want to work late or whatever. But yeah. um, with the minimal amount of disruption, we can seat like thirty people for an event in the space. Okay, It'd be kind of crowded. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm. So we have our IDGA meetings, our local IDGA meetings, and um, I'm on the board of the local IDGA chapter, and we've been talking a lot about how we're going to hold the various meetings we do each month. We have three of them. We have our game dev meeting where we do presentations from the community and folks outside the community. Mm -hmm. That's our main meeting. We have Twin Cities Playtest, which we which started during the pandemic, which we've been doing online playtests to sort of make up for the lack of an in-person playtest. Yeah. But soon enough. Fingers crossed, we'll be able to do in-person playtests again, mm-hmm. and and I, and I want this space to be a good place for that. And then our third event is our VR and HCI meeting, which is similar to our main meeting, but with VR stuff. So the both of you know that already. That's for the benefit of listeners, right? Um, thinking about which of those would make sense in a space like this, um, and which wouldn't, right? This is a conversation I've been having with the board, um, mm-hmm. and ultimately, it may be that none of those events make sense, or we find better locations because mm-hmm. we've been we've been looking for. Uh, places to do in-kind donations to uh, let us use their space um, that would have convenient parking and, and lots of room and d- you know different facilities and so we've been n- navigating yeah. because the space we used to use before the pandemic um, um, uh, the the various spaces 
for various reasons, those companies moved or those places closed down or there was never, it's such a weird coincidence, actually. It only has nothing to do with the pandemic. It just has similar to how, what our situation was, where it just happened to be around the same time for different reasons. Yeah. We lost the use of that space. Yeah. And, but we haven't had to think about it for two years. Right. right. So we're, so we as an organ, as the, the board are thinking about that. And then on a parallel track, I'm thinking about this office space. But it's been very difficult for me because I, I've been trying to resist the urge to design the space for that purpose. Sure. Because it, I don't know that that's th- that will make the most sense. Yeah. But independent of that, and the reason why I spell it all out, is because we can do other types of events that are just from the space, not, mm-hmm. not partnered with an organization necessarily. Yeah. We could do movie nights. We can do game nights. Mm-hmm. We, can have, we can have things that are public in a sense, that are social. Um, that bring in folks from the game dev community that are not necessarily part of the you know the the group that that rents a desk or or, or gets access or whatever. Yes. Um, and I really would love to do a little bit of that so we can bring folks in to the community who haven't had a way to like meet anybody. Yeah. Right. Um, in 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 a way that is um less of a um a little lower impact than say going to the pr- presentation or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so a little more casual, like mixers, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about as far as my thinking has gone on, on that stuff. Yeah. Um, how, what would that, how, what would that look like for either of you? Um, that is a good question. Uh, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I have a friend yeah. who runs a, I just, I don't know why this popped into my head, but like I have a friend who runs a poetry group mm-hmm. um, in the Twin Cities. It's like a workshop group. And they've been searching for a place yeah. to have their regular workshops for months and months and months. They used to have one and then it, they couldn't use it because of the pandemic and then they couldn't use it again because of other reasons. And it has just been really, mm-hmm. really like a trials and tribulations for them. Certainly an option for us to, yeah. depending on how the people who work there, and, and this is the case where we can have a ruling council where we can discuss these things, mm-hmm. but we can offer this space to other independent groups mm-hmm. uh, in the arts uh, with a pretty broad definition yeah. to use the space as, as long as it's the right size for them. Yeah. Um, now, of course, those would be people we don't know necessarily other than the organizers. Mm-hmm. So there, there's some concern about uh, property. Um, I wouldn't say it's a big concern, but like a, an actual concern, but it, I don't want, I don't want to make people nervous. Yeah, yeah for um, sure. I mean, something that we have to think about in season two. And I mean, yeah. I understand poets have a reputation for being real rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, it's yeah. a space that's not theirs. And like people got stuff on their desks and just even just knocking stuff over. Yeah. You know, not, yeah. not, you know, just the being around is, yeah. is the nervousness I'm sort of, I'd be worried about, but you know, I would always be, I would need to be there for all of those events. Yeah. Right. right. Or, um, yeah. And, and that would be fine. Um, now the question becomes like, is that, is that something we offer as a space or is that something where uh, to grow a community and have cross disciplinary things? Or is it something we offer as a service? Yeah. We, we let, we have people pay for, um, and you know, making it cheap enough, you know, and I'm probably going to be there anyway. So it's not like it's a huge cost to me to do. Right. So we could offer it relatively cheaply, I suppose. And you could potentially adjust your hours that day. If you know, you have an evening event that you yeah. have to be there as like the, you know, host space host. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that could be something that you just kind of figure out, but like, I, yeah, there's a there's a lot of things that you could do as you know in terms of like the the business for renting out the space, but it's gonna require some thinking around like how we deal with um, people we don't know coming into that space to use it. Yes, yeah, and I I feel comfortable enough that if I am there, yeah, then I'm okay. Yeah, right, because I'm I always know, but um, and hope I hopefully other people in the space who are renting desks. If they know that I'm there, yeah, that 
hopefully you'll be okay. That's not, that's not sustain- sustainable at scale, right? Yeah. We can't do a lot of events that way because then that becomes another job for me mm-hmm. um, necessarily. Now, the thing we could do is I could hire someone who would mm-hmm. be a staff person who would do something who would there. Yeah. But then I don't, I don't know that I can afford that. Um, okay, yeah. And I also don't know that um, like in terms of security, like mm-hmm. in terms of like feeling comfort, like I don't see that's any better than a volunteer. Right, yeah. just because they're staff. Right. Um, uh, but paying them is something that, if, especially if it's not some like an event of theirs or something yeah. like that. Um, well, it's incentive, right? To, yeah. To, and not just incentive to you know do the thing, but also incentive to do it well. Yes. Make sure you're defending other people's stuff because, like, if you get, you know, if if this whoever this person is um, doesn't do a good job, they get fired. They don't get that income anymore. Right. So, uh, so I mean, I think it makes more sense to pay whoever it is. But I feel like that, like the way you're describing it is also like a future thing. Like if we get to the point where you, there are enough events where it starts to become a job for you to be at these events. Yeah. That means we're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and enough, yeah. Theoretically, if we're making money off of these events, then you can afford, you might be able to afford somebody to yes. you know, do yes. the security stuff. Are you going to have like a Nest Cam or something in this space? I don't know. Okay. Um, or not that done. seems wise. I, th- <laughs> I, I, I agree. Know. Yeah. But I also, it's not. It's not going to be a public space, at least to start. Well, it's not That's to be fair. on all the time. Yeah. Well, the way you would run that is you'd have like a, a rolling uh, buffer yeah. kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and there are services where you can actually pay for that just to be online, uh, where you have like an account. You don't have to set up a server or anything for it. Yeah. Um, I think it, I mean, it wouldn't really be an issue for us yeah, like if, during the work day or whatever. If the space was open, you know. Um, then you'd need then, then I think you'd definitely need that yeah. um, for peace of mind, if no other reason. Um, I have thought about that. I, I don't know. I mean, part of it is I am at a, at this point now I'm starting to think about controlling costs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I think I would, I think I'm not convinced that that's necessary yet, but it seems like it might be at some point. Depends on what opportunities you see coming down the pipeline. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whether you want to take them. And how well, much they and, cost the, you. and then again, that, I guess that brings it back to events. Like if you are yeah. events and it's public, and, 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 you know, like, you, these are a bunch of people you don't necessarily know coming into the event to do things. And they, they might all be proper people or whatever. Yeah. The, um, you might still want that extra security in case one of my Kirby's goes missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll just have a camera trained on the Kirby's. <laughs> yes. We'll have two. One trained on the space, one on Kirby's. Yes. Yeah. Right, Not just right, in right. case people like, yeah. take them, but also if they do something. Yeah. Yeah. That's the sort of weird thing about, like, community events like this is you sort of know 50 to 70% of the people. Yep. And so, like, that gives you a sort of a blanket of security in a sense yeah but like there's there's no technical reason why that's going to be true this month yes you just sort of expect it to be that that way yep. mm-hmm. you know but anybody could show up yep. and so um there's a there's a matter of there's a practical like technically you would need to ensure security against strangers coming in right but practically do you and and so it's a matter of like how much do you leave to expectation versus how much do you leave to like technical yeah um it is kind of tricky i think in the case of like an event that would fill the space with like 30 odd people mm-hmm. i think at that point it's just the number of people yeah even if you know everybody yeah just so that if something breaks or something falls over or, or someone gets hurt then there can you know uh, th- there can be some record of some in- that information yeah um not necessarily a lack of trust just sort of like an accounting of events yeah. right yeah. Well, okay, so what I'm hearing from a lot of this conversation, though, is that, like, were there to be events of some form, they would be either, like, their IGDA, in which case 
you might not necessarily charge for them or maybe you do but um or you know if if there are people coming into the space it's not just a space for people to have for free they gotta pay yeah i think yeah. that so in yeah. the case of like nonprofit groups like well i'm on the board of idga so i yeah. feel like it's not i think it's I think I'm ethically clear to just say they can use it, sure, yeah. right? Because I, I'm involved in that. It's I'm also renting the space for myself. Yeah. Um. But I I do, I do want to make sure that there isn't a sense of like just me picking the things I like or whatever, and then mm. trying to charge people or whatever. But it's also not a public. It wouldn't be in the phone book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I could be a little bit more circumspect about who I who I you know. But there it should be. There shouldn't be any question that if you want the space, you shouldn't have to wonder if you can get it for free or not. Yeah. It should be pretty clear that you should be able to self-assess. This is the kind of event I have. This is the kind of relationship I have with this community. I I know I, that this will. I can get this for free, or I know I have to pay for this. I don't want there to be a negotiation. I don't want there to be kind of like a sometimes this, sometimes that, because that can lead to hurt feelings. I don't want any of that. Yeah. Um. But generally, outside of very specific video game events mm-hmm. that I am personally involved in managing, yeah. I think it would probably be something we would charge, a, you know, yeah, no. a, a fee for the night or something. Absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. that totally makes sense. And maybe what you could do is you could have like a tiered system that both um, requires like a, a larger fee for a certain, beyond a certain number of people, but it'd be also different, um, like a different event contract or whatever. So yeah, like if you've sense. got, if you're, if you want to host like, if you want to host a movie night and you're going to bring 10 people um, and you aren't a current, like you aren't renting a desk at that space, then it's going to cost you however, you know, $15 or whatever. And you have to sign the easy form. Right. If you're going to be hosting 25 people for your poetry night, you know, once a month, then who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I, the one thing that I do want to avoid for my own sanity, this is a more logistical thing yep. is I don't want, I don't want a lot of tears or priceless or in the case mm-hmm. of renting desks i don't want a one month four month one year option i just want a single as much as i can manage as yeah. much as makes sense to people um there might be a case where i have to give in on that to accommodate you know uh, um that might it might be impossible for people to work with something such a narrow definition yeah but i want to have as simple a thing as possible yeah. i don't want to do day rates or weekly rates I, yeah. I just don't want to manage that. Yeah. Sure. Um, if possible, and the two of you will have an opinion on this because you'll be my the, the first of, of five uh, folk, uh, customers, is um, I would love to be able to just do four-month contracts. Like, that's the only thing. Uh-huh. And if possible, to pay all that in advance. But I yeah. feel like that might be a big ask for, from certain people. And that's really just for my bookkeeping. Like, I don't, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how... Because that ends up being a you know because the 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 rate I'm going I'm I'm imagining is two hundred a month, and that's the rate I've quoted to the two of you and to the other folks that that's sort of the first class, um, and that's what we're sticking with to start here. You know, four months of that is eight hundred dollars. That's that's real money. Yeah. Um. And so it's not it's not something that is impossible for people to swing who are who are coming in with with, with you know um with, you know they're working on a remote team they have a job that they're going to be doing there that's kind of the type of person i'm imagining is the folk like to the two of you mm-hmm. um but i also don't want to necessarily turn away people who are just like i'm working on my own thing full time i don't have any income yeah. i and i've saved up some money for it and i'm going to spend a little bit of it on this i want to be i don't want to turn those people away necessarily but i also don't want to bend and break a lot of rules to accommodate a lot of it partly because i don't want to have different tiers i don't want to treat people differently and i just don't want to keep complicated books yeah yeah so uh uh, how much am i uh, how much is that do you think will will be difficult to 
Does that make a lot of sense? Yeah, like, it's fine with me. Yeah. Oh, to pay four I, months in advance. Yeah. Because um, there's a lot to ask. Yeah. I and mean, for like no discount. Like that's just the rate. You know. Yeah. I mean? <laughs> that, I mean, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. Honestly, like if you even if you did it like monthly and, or four month pack or whatever four month pack. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. Like, and it was always the same rate. That'd be fine with me. Yeah. Um, you don't need a discount just because you're committing to it longer. Mm-hmm. Um. I know that's how. Um, it's a common incentive structure yeah, and there's nothing wrong with it. I just, I just don't want to really worry about well, it. Well, exactly. Yeah, and I think fine. the reason, like the reasons why apartments do that kind of stuff is because they want you to keep paying money. Yeah. <laughs> so the longer you stay there, the more you're paying money. Yeah. You don't necessarily need that. Right. So, um, I feel like, but I do, I do want people there long term because I don't have to worry about filling desks. Well, right. that's true you know? too. Um, um, but I think four months is probably the shortest, the, the shortest I could do before it, someone would be really like, I don't. I think people would have trouble committing to six months or a year mm-hmm. if they are not certain it's going to work for them. Yeah, you know. And I feel like that's the. I'm feeling I w- I can accommodate that person, but then that's everybody. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not going to do a separate yearly rate. Yeah. Um. Or something like that. Yeah. Um. Or even a pay a year in advance, even though that would. Because yeah. then I just want one product. Right, that's, yeah. That's yeah. more bookkeeping. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, that seems fine. I guess I was like, I was thinking like three months instead of four months. Just I mean, yeah. That's that's a four that, months that is like. Sense. Splits weird. Yeah, <laughs> I realize one, it splits in. Three. It's one fewer a year. Yeah. yeah, right. I'll tell you, I do my accounting for my company mm-hmm. uh, in in trimesters because ah, okay. it's one fewer a year. Sure, nice. <laughs> that's a that's a big savings of time. Okay, that's fair. Weirdly, the uh, the second uh, trimester ends uh, two days before moving day, so I have to count <laughs> oh, up all boy. the widget satchel sales and see if if, we, if there's enough to pay out all the contributors. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll see about that. I may I may put that off for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's, I think it's fine to, to, to do it. You know, I, I think it makes sense to set it at a rate three months, four months, whatever it is. Yeah. And just make it, that's the thing. I, I guess I'm a little more concerned about it being like lump sum. Yeah. I'm, I'm, even as I say it, I'm like, I don't, I, I think people might be okay with it, but I, I don't I'm think people are going to like it. About yeah. it. Yeah. Even and, myself, I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, dang, that's 800 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I'm also like, in terms of like, because of the folks I'm going to be working with to begin with, and probably for a good while, mm-hmm. are people I know and trust. Yeah. I'm also okay with doing like a, it's a lump sum, but you pay two months from now. Right. Yeah. You pay in the middle of it or whatever. Yeah. I don't know that that's really any better. I don't think that's it. It's, I think it's the, like, personally, I'm thinking of it like 200 bucks once a month feels a lot better than 800 bucks. for. Yes. And yeah, exactly. So, so then it's up to me then to decide like, well, I need to have a system, mm-hmm. like a, an invoicing system. There's a couple of like off the shelf kind of products where you can set up kind of a QuickBooks style thing just for that, for like that kind of business. Yeah. Um, I want to set up something that's as low maintenance as possible. I also don't really want to pay because so there's some of these services that you, can, this, that you can pay for, but they are, they cost monthly and right. like, I'm already running this razor thin Yeah. and I'm already used to building a lot of things myself, but I'm like, so I'm really, I really don't know what I'm going to end up with with that. And I don't have a lot of time to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you give yourself as much time as you need well like, it can start out just emails and stuff for yeah, now like that's just okay start just start it and then build yeah. the things that you need in order of how desperately you need them <laughs> right 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 yeah i'm i just i the more i can do in advance the more at ease i'll be yeah that's as, true. as we start and that's that's a big part of what i've been trying to do but it's just you know i i anticipate it a lot but you don't anticipate as much as you as much as there is <laughs> you just never it's impossible to yeah yeah um sure. so 
events. We talked about that, right? And yeah. we spun off a bunch of other things, yeah, we did. Um, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is the is the the clubhouse. We're gonna be we'll be recording there. Obviously, we talked a little bit about how that's gonna be for us, right? But you know, we want to get get other shows in there. Yeah, let's get Ooh. other people coming in. Well, here's the call out, I guess. Yeah, if you're, I mean, if you're in the Twin Cities and you have a podcast, then you'd like to record it at a, a sort of a stable, sustainable environment. Um, you know, send us, send me a message, uh, contact at noblerobot.com. You can contact the show as well, but, um, it'll be through noble robot and, um, we don't have a, we don't have a rate for it yet or what it will be. It will be a one-time use, a four hour session. You know, I've got to be there still. So if you want to record on weekends, because a lot of people who do podcasts have jobs during the week, um, you know, uh, how do we set that up? Um, do we have, is Sunday the podcast day and we, (laughs) we record the show and then three other shows. You know, and then we all get to get dinner together. Like, <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. you know, because we could, there's a lot of ways to do it, but I would like to, as a, uh, I think it would be good because that was a thing that helped us when we started is there was a space to do it. Yeah. That was a big deal. It, yep. it is, it, we wouldn't have had the show without that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think being able to try a lot of people try a podcast, they record a little bit. It's always harder than they think. It's never perfect. And it's hard to keep going if you don't have some of that stuff available to yeah, you to, good, to help you along. Good infrastructure. Yeah. And if we can provide that infrastructure, because we're building it for us. Yeah. But it's going to be used once every two weeks to record our show. Right. Like, uh, let's, you know, so, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm pitching it as a big service to the community, but also it would be a way to make money for the space. Right. To help pay the rent. Yeah. And so I want to do that, but I don't know how to approach it exactly. Yeah. I, I think that... The impression I'm getting with people starting podcasts, only having started one myself, um, <laughs> is that like, uh, I think a lot of the difficulty isn't like part of the difficulty is the daunting task of getting a lot of the equipment and stuff, and we're making that easy for people because they just have to show up, right, and pay the money to you know to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part of the task, I guess, is like editing it and distributing it. Those are the other two parts. Yeah, is that a service we offer? No, I wasn't thinking. (laughs) I don't have the time for that. Yeah, I wasn't thinking that either. I I guess I'm just saying that, like, that's the other challenge. Yeah, but like, also, but also though, like, a lot of like, I think a lot of people invest like when they're really excited to do a podcast, um, they invest a lot of money in all of these things, um, that they, um, they like they wouldn't have to do if they went to you know they just came out right it's it makes it easier to try yeah so that's a pitch we can make for this space it's yes. like you know yes we want you to record your episodes every week yeah. here but also it's available for you to just rent once to try it out yeah do your pilot yeah um yeah that's pretty good oh i mean or frankly if you're you know an established podcast just this is a play and like you're just sick of doing it in your basement or whatever yeah like you could come here and try it out there yeah, in um, fact, I would love for folks who, you know, have, have found a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. Maybe this can be an easier way for you. Yeah. Um, and that would be something that would be good. And something that, like, the convenience is worth whatever we end up charging for it. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's not it's not the, you know, I don't think we'd be charging as much as, like, a proper recording studio kind of space. Right. Because um, we don't have the sort of uh, sound isolation or, or the ultimate high-end equipment for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And likely, the way we would have it, I mean, it's a question of like, do we have a computer in the clubhouse that can serve as the the place to record episodes and then you get a thumb drive at the end? Mm. Or do we just have people like bring in your laptop and Audacity or Audition or whatever you use and then we'll, you plug it into our interface um, and then you're responsible for all of that? Like it, that may be different speeds for different people. Yeah. That's a case where I think what we could do is we could offer the space for a flat rate, but then it could be used flexibly. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't want to offer a big different price menu or anything yeah. for whatever, yeah. but- um, 
yeah, I don't, I don't know what people want. The, you know? So the way I'm imagining this now that we've like talked about it in this way mm-hmm. is like that you just charge people each time they want to use it because people don't record podcasts. Well, I guess some people yeah. record podcasts weekly, but like this is a case where yeah, we there'd be a one-off use. Yeah. Or you, I think this is a case where I would feel very comfortable with if someone is doing a regular podcast. Yeah. To do like a monthly rate that's cheaper than just each one. Sure. Okay. Right. But it would be a monthly right, right. rate. Yeah. I, I think that's that I'm willing to do that because that makes a lot of sense in that particular case. Yes. Um, that if it's just a one-off, like I, you know, there's a lot to do. That's a, it's a little bit more of a hassle to set up and it's yeah. a little harder on me. Yeah. Um, so I'm feeling we charge full price for that. And then if you do it regularly, then I think that seems perfectly fair to get yeah. some amount of discount for that because it's regular. That yeah, there's yeah. less, there's less effort needed for the regular. Yeah. So that yeah. makes sense. for charging. And it's more guaranteed income for me. So well, I think yeah. that would be, reasonable um again i don't know what those numbers look like yeah um i don't i don't imagine it'd be a ton but like you know um if you know if a a desk is 200 a month and a a single podcast session is 150 dollars, like which seems like not unreasonable to try out a podcast like that goes a long way towards like my monthly budget for the space yeah that happens if i get one or two of those a month yeah and like i mean if you don't mind me asking mark like how much was the, the amp that you just bought how much was that it's four hundred dollars yeah see so mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully that puts things in perspective <laughs> well we have some costs associated but yeah. you know we the the little patreon money that we have now mm-hmm. helped me feel more comfortable with buying a new piece of equipment for the clubhouse yeah than reusing old stuff and, and you know that, that we've been working with right um it doesn't fully pay for it um well yeah but, but i mean like makes it easier for me to spend a little money well and so what i'm saying is like people you know hearing that 400 dollars thing going like oh this is what i need in order to start a podcast yeah mm-hmm. that's, that's a super good point it might yeah. be that yeah maybe it's maybe it's 200 dollars for a, a, a session and it's a it's an all-day session or whatever yeah and it, or maybe it's 300 dollars or whatever i don't know like what's you know what, what would what, what but, would make it worth them but then well, for a regular like a monthly or, yeah. or, 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 or twice a month or four or whatever it is would just be way cheaper yeah. like that you know what i mean it might be a real big difference between those two things right right so like it might be worth it i don't know uh, or i mean like ideally i guess well we're you would price it in a way that would make it worth it for some ultimately so because it would take some of my time i'd want to price it a little bit better than just trying to make up some more of the rent but that's the main goal is just to just so i can get above water on, on the rent for the space um, but the more of my time it takes up, the less worth that it is to me. Yeah, that's right. Um, I suppose. But yeah, we can just, you know, we'll, uh, I mean, we're putting the call out here. If you're, if you're local and you've got a show and you're interested, let me know. Um, I think there's probably a small, very small set of audience that applies to. So we're probably not going to get a ton of responses, but if it's you, please get in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll, I need to find avenues to see, um, who would be interested in doing that Yeah, and, and how that might work and how that can be sustainable for the the people who want to do it, but also from from me. Right well, we space. just released that Star Trek podcast thing, right? So, yeah. like, and they probably know people. This first, yeah, this I should just get in touch with other hosts around and see, you know, uh, just friends of friends, people who know people who know people. Yeah, uh, and see, uh, yeah, just put the word out that there's a space now that you can re- record a show at. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, but also, I, I, we're resourceful. I believe a lot of people are resourceful. I suspect we'll have a lot of people who say like, "No, I figured something out." Yeah, you know, true too. Um, so I'm not counting on it being a, a boon business, but but I I think that for the for a certain type of person, it will be really cool. Yeah. And I think we can offer a little bit of that community of the space. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to if you want to record your show Thursday night, you know, there'll be people to hang out with. You know, when you do your show, right? Like, there's some value to that. Yeah. Um, and there's you know, um, and if you're in a, in a field that's adjacent to games and tech, then maybe there could be some cross pollination. You can meet new people, and so mm-hmm. there's. 
there's some value to that. Just like yes, getting out of the house to work. Yeah. Getting out of the house to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> has some additional value. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're running out of time for this episode, but there's just so many like things about the space that I'm I'm still rat. I, we really didn't got to so little of it. I don't know. I mean, I think you're you you want to get to it, and I'm really of the mindset. It's like well, let's see where it goes. It'll just it'll yeah. just come when it comes. Like yeah. I don't know. Like a lot of the answers yeah. I feel like I gave you were like well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I yeah. don't know. We'll to be happens. fair, we're not the one you know fronting the bill. That's ex- <laughs> the guess. That's yeah. very true. Well, well, you know, it's this has helped me a lot because yeah. one of the things I've been trying to like. The more I can figure out, mm-hmm. in so far that I can figure out mm-hmm. in advance, the more prepared I will be to act on those things. Yeah, right. and that's true. But I think you've given me a different perspective, which I think I haven't considered enough. Which is just like, there's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that this will this will come. Yes, that the once we move in, there'll be a hundred things to do, and you won't have time to think about anything else. <laughs> and then once it settles down, you'll have time to think about other stuff, mm-hmm. and you won't have you won't have as. I guess I, I'm I'm coming around to the idea that I will not be as advantaged having thought about it ahead of time as maybe I was thinking up to now. <laughs> you might feel better if you have it all thought out ahead of time, but then you might not get to those things because they, they you might yeah. discover that there are more important things that came right. up and you have to right. deal with that. Just, I mean, just like when you just like when you do game design, like you there's some things you want to come up in advance. Yeah. And other things you just need to like wait until the rubber meets the road. Yeah. All right. comes back to play testing. <laughs> <laughs> Space testing. Space testing. Right. Space testing. <laughs> got to space test it. You got to play test your space. Yes. 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 <laughs> when listeners hear that, I'm so nervous now. I'm like, oh, man, it's coming up so soon. Um, it will, it, listeners, as you hear this, these words, we are in the space. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going great, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, now you jinxed it. Oh, uh, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our show. Check out our website, nicegames.club, for show notes and links to resources on today's topics. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode and on the show overall. You can do that, nicegames.club slash feedback. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter, at NiceGamesClub, where Dale tweets about game dev resources and how boats work. How do they work? <laughs> You'll find out on our Twitter. Oh. <laughs> or you can email us, contact at nicegames.club. Want to support the show? There are so many ways. Help us build out this new space uh, by, <laughs> by supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash club. You can also give us a review in your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends about your favorite episode. And you can join the conversation with other listeners on Discord by visiting nicegames.club slash Discord. So until we start again from a whole new space, remember to play nice and make nice. We'll put the music there. (laughs) As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.